the reason, and I'm going to say it out now because you, you wouldn't do a trade with me. The reason why I wanted John Taylor so bad <laughs> is because I'm convinced they're going to fix this run And game. that's the reason I didn't trade John <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> so that's what I was saying. I wanted him badly. I think if nothing goes right for this team with Jeff Saturday, this run game gets figured out and this O-line gets motivated. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the Tipsy Tailgate podcast presented by Tipsy Tailgate Media. Peep the merch. Hat. Beanie. Also a white hat. Also coming out with white shirts and black shirts. We'll throw the mock-up um, on the screen. You're going to want these. They're coming soon. Um, we'll, we'll post more. Another thing. This Sunday, we are doing a live show at Dickerman's Ale House in Hamden. Um... Sunday, 8 p.m., Sunday Night Football, live watch party, as I mentioned, free of entry, uh, 21 plus, of course. Um, we'll have Super Bowl-like boxes for the game, or we're deciding on if we're doing that or if we're going to do uh, some type of touchdown score bet where everyone pools their money in and you have the chance to win a decent amount of money. Um, so go, grab a couple drinks, um, watch football with us, and we'll be talking sports the entire time. So... Um, that's one thing. Another thing, follow Tipsy Bets TTM on Twitter. Um, this is our Tipsy Bets account. We are twenty three and six. Uh, we got really hot in the summer. I think twenty three and six is pretty good, Aiden. I think that's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, what is that like eighty something? Is that eighty percent? I'll do the math on it for you. I think it's like eighty percent. Um, we uh, we're really excited that we're back. Eighty percent. Beautiful. Uh, you're not going to find better than 80% anywhere out there. So follow us on Twitter. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram already at Tipsy Tailgate uh, Media, then uh, we post the pics there too. Um, show some love. Show some support. Um, we love doing this for you guys, and we want to see you guys show up, buy the merch, all that stuff, and rep uh, the brand. So uh, without further ado, let's get into our first topic. We're talking AFC East. Maybe being the best division in the entire NFL. What do you think, Benny? Yeah, I. it's honestly, it's between the AFC East or the NFC East. And the only reason that I would say that it's the AFC East is because I think there's a sense of, not fakeness to the NFC East, because I don't, I think the Giants are a good team. But I think you look at one through four in the AFC East, every single one of these teams, if you put them in another division, they're likely a playoff team. You, you, you look at the Bills, obviously they're a contender. That's true. You look at the Dolphins, obviously they're a contender. You look at the Jets, yeah. what, top two, yeah. three defense in the league? Now you have to take them seriously after you do. the Bills. Uh, and then you can never rule out a Bill Belichick team, uh, regardless of how much I fucking hate them right now because <laughs> they can't move the ball on offense. Regardless, you can't rule out Bill Belichick. Can't. And they're 5-4 and four, uh, at the bye, so who knows what the Pats could do in the second half. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? No. No, no, um, not a shot. But I think you look at this entire uh, division and you look at the competition that's taking place in the division, uh, you see the Jets beating the Bills. Who would have thought that would have happened? Yeah. Uh, you see the Dolphins beating the Bills. Who would have thought that would have happened? Uh, I I think we have an interesting division here. I think it's very interesting. Uh, and I think it's easily maybe the best division in sports, Aiden, 
let alone football. I think it might be the best division in sports. Um, so I think I think the Bills obviously are very real. Um, the one thing with that, Josh Allen hurt his. Um, it was his UCLR, which is uh, somewhat near John. or related to the yeah. Tommy John. Um, but from everyone, what everyone's saying is they're either trying to cover it up or it's not as bad as um, an actual Tommy John injury is. So, but with that said, he's missed three practices in a row this week, and it looks like Case Keenum's going to get the start. Yeah, so Josh Allen should not play this weekend. He shouldn't, he shouldn't play. He should not play. Um, then going off of that, the Jets beat the Bills. Do we think we've got a couple fan questions right now? So, do you think that the Jets have a top five defense in the league from Vinny? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I just said, top two to three. I think Sauce Gardner's easily the best cornerback in the NFL. You look at the the receivers he's locked down. I'm not going to compare him, even though I'm going to to Darrell Revis. But you look at what Revis did in '09 when he shut down all those receivers. I think it was guys like Reggie Wayne, uh, Ocho. Randy Moss, uh, I believe Andre Johnson was on that list, and then a few others that I'm definitely forgetting. He's doing similar things so in Sauce Gardner. He's doing similar things this year. Sal, who are the receivers that he shut down? You would know better than me. Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper. That's fucking insane. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Gabriel, He's a, it, well, both like Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. This guy is not, what, he hasn't let up a touchdown since he was in high school? In high school. <laughs> That's insane. And, and let alone that, their front seven is legit. Their pass rush is legit. Their safety group, I, I hear a lot of Jets fans, I, I, I don't know if it's you a guys. Little, it's a little inconsistent. I don't know if you guys have stopped complaining about them, but on paper, that's a very good safety group. So, I, I think this is easily... And then Robert Sala, I think people have to... Especially Jets fans that have heard shitty on Sala. It's time to give it up. This guy is doing a great job with that team. Uh, obviously being 6-3. and three, And he was brought there for the defense. And then the defense is playing at the level that they are. I, I think it's time to uh, start giving Sala the respect and the credit that he deserves. And I think this is easily a top 5 defense. Easily. So, on, um, on Pro Football Focus, um, obviously you need a subscription to see everyone. But I... It shows you the top three cornerbacks for rankings. Um, Coverage-wise, so there's, I mean, this is interesting. So, Sauce Gardner is ranked three in, I guess, the cumulative defensive mm-hmm. um, by, like, point-something points. All cornerbacks, not all cornerbacks, defensive players. Cornerbacks, uh, Behind Jalen Ramsey by point six and Jack Jones by point eight. Um, a boy. Now, with that said, Sauce has played the most defensive snaps and the most uh, coverage snaps in coverage with the most snaps out of those three in coverage. He is um, he's just behind Jack Jones, but with that said, he's played against number one corner. Right. Jack Jones has been against threes. Right. Um, looked, like so Sal just said, he's been yeah. playing Jamar Chase, exactly. Stephon Diggs, I guys like that. I forgot Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Yeah. So it's, That's insane. It's, like, it's very fair to say that he is the best cornerback in the league 100%. as of right now. Yeah. Um, best cornerback in the league and the best rookie in the league. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Regardless also, of offensive, defensive, he's the best well, rookie in the and, NFL. A lot of people, a lot of people kept shitting on him for like before the draft, um, saying, "Oh, oh, I was, Maddie. I'm guilty of that. I shat on yeah. him. Who Sauce? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Everyone I did not. On. I did not want Sauce. I did not want Sauce to get drafted by the Jets. Um, I was big Kayvon Thibodeau guy. I think everyone was big Kayvon Thibodeau guy. Thibodeau guy. 
I remember everyone, everyone wanted a pass rusher. Okay, no, no. I remember saying that pass rusher is inherently more valuable. Yeah, I do remember like, saying that. But looking back on looking back on it, we made obviously the right decision. With, yes, with the AFC East, yeah, got to go up against I, Davis, well, Davis Tyreek Hill. James this Bob is also how good Sauce Gardner's been saying that it was the right choice to take him over Kayvon. No disrespect to Kayvon. Kayvon's been great. Mm. Sauce has just been that fucking good. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and I remember saying, like, all right, yeah, I get it. He went to Cincinnati. He might not be covering the top receivers in the entire country. But you have to realize, like, cornerback by nature, like, you're not supposed to – one, you're not supposed to, like, let up any receptions right. like, in terms yeah. of, like, just, like, lockdown coverage. And and he didn't do that. And, I, mean, I think right. he did do that. What makes and, him so yeah. good, too, is, like, no one, no one also – he's, like, the biggest – He's the biggest player on the field, like every play. He's like, yeah. he's like six four, six five. He's huge. He's yeah. lengthy, like impossible to get around. It's also gotten to the point where, and this is huge for a guy as young as he is, obviously being a rookie. You know exactly where he is on the field at all times. Yeah, like that's that's something of like legendary corner status. You knew where prime time was. You knew where Revis was. Like that's insane. That what he's doing right now. I think it's some of the most impressive shit we've ever seen from a young player in the NFL. And that includes Marino throwing 48 touchdowns his second year. That includes Peyton flipping the script with the Colts and going 13-3 and his second year. Sauce Gardner's carrying a dog shit franchise, no disrespect, <laughs> a dog shit franchise to a 6-3 and record as a rookie cornerback. Cornerback, yeah. And I think it's also like... It's also important to say, like, you mentioned mostly quarterbacks in that, in that list and mm-hmm. stuff and, like, offensive players, like... That's that's one thing that needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. Like he's a cornerback doing all this, and in an offensive league today. Yeah, this league is so offensive, and the impact that he's having as a defensive player, yeah. as a rookie. I don't want to on the Jets. I don't want to jinx anything, but like it's really such a good feeling, like going into the game and like you play like a team like the Bills or something. You know, no one's gonna you score just, on sauce. You just know, no. One's you just know, no one's gonna score. Knock on wood, but like for now, you just know, like you know what I'm saying. He's insane. The guy is insane. So with that said, going off that, do we think? Our second question from a fan, Jason. Um, uh, Jason. <laughs> um, are the Jets legit? That's his question. Um, I, I, I could take this one okay. real quick. So, um, I say for now, for the meantime, 100% legit. Now, if we're talking playoff legitness, um, I come back down to, and Colin Coward was saying similar thing, I come back down to playoffs is mostly about your quarterback. You could go. You could go either way. Like I, defense wins championships, of course, but your running game and and certain things like that. There's going to be points where it goes away, and it just comes down to can your quarterback lead us a lead us in a drive to score a touchdown. And I think I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson has been the worst rated quarterback in two or three uh, quarterback metrics um, so far in the year. So my thing is. I think this team will get as far as this defense and this run game can take them when it comes time to playoffs, if they do make the playoffs, uh, which is looking like they will. Yeah. I think it's, well, your quarterback win you a game, and I don't think they they will. I mean... It's very similar it's to tough. 2010. It's very similar, and this is going to sound crazy. Like, Mark Sanchez is far better than Zach Wilson was. 100%. Because, like, Mark Sanchez just didn't fuck up. Like, Mark Sanchez let Revis and the defense do what they needed to do, and they just handed the ball off to LT yeah. and let them make plays that way. Zach Wilson said it the other day, I can't stand being boring. Dude, that's your job right now. 
Your job is to be boring and let the rest of the team be spectacular. Yeah. That that would be extremely impressive if he just did that. Yeah. You're But he's not allowing himself to do that. In the, his position as a quarterback, he has to be a role player compared to every other quarterback yes. basically in the league has to yes. be the guy. He yes. just has he just has to do less and like if mm-hmm. just play his role exactly. If you go into the game and Zach Wilson doesn't have to throw the ball more than 25 times and the defense plays good. The Jets will likely win if Wilson doesn't throw it more than 20 times and the defense gets a turnover. I think they've reached that point with that team. No, I still still don't like Zach Wilson. Like, I don't think he's our guy. But for now... If the defense is playing this good, and the there's just so much talent on the team, like the actual players are just like good. I think, and there's no Brees Hall, there's no Elijah Vera Tucker. Like that's also another you, thing. You just like, hit it on the head. I think if you still had Brees Hall, they would be a playoff team. But since they don't, I'm gonna say they're not a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, like I don't, I mean, I don't think that it's like crazy to say like with their record right now and mm. like, the rest of their schedule, like it's likely they make the playoffs. No, I don't think that's crazy. But at like. All. Okay, you make the playoffs. We have to play the Ravens the first round. Like, yeah, we we would get worked. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough. So to answer that question, we're all kind of on the same basis. Regular season wise, yes. Yes. Comes but when playoffs, they get there, we don't think so. Um, now Dolphins continue to roll. They are six and three. Um, I mean, this offense is electric. You got to give it up to Tua. Tua is is everyone who doubted him is. You know, taking a step back now because he's been playing great, and we have to admit it. He's been playing absolutely unreal for this offense. With that said, this is an offense that, like, how do you fuck it up? How do you fuck up this offense? Um, they're still undefeated with they're, it. They're, they're so. I mean, they're so good. Like, but the thing is, he's making the throws. Like, I haven't seen many moments where he's he's missing a huge throw, and they're like, oh, they okay. lose because of it. Okay, no, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. Have they lost last the game week, with them? Have they lost the game? No, but, but, exactly. but last week, he's not making Bears. No, 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 no. Let, let's not. Throws. Okay. Tua, very happy for him. Playing great football. Playing very well. One thing that I think has been forgotten about Tua is there was a mantra before he got drafted of tank for Tua. Tank oh, for Tua. Not not that level. Tank for yeah, Tua. So... When you take into account that people were actually tanking for Tua, I don't know why Tua is all of a sudden this underdog story. I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's a bizarre narrative. Um, but with that being said, you have to give him credit. He hasn't been as great as people are trying to make it out to be. He's been good. I don't know, Ben. He's been very good. I don't know. He literally threw it at someone's feet last week on fourth down and almost blew it to the Bears. The Bears are awful. Listen, I the Bears are not a good football team. I understand, but he's been like, like if you want to nitpick a couple passes here and there, like of course, but like, but, that, but that's what you do. You nitpick when you compare. I see a lot of that from Josh Allen too. I see a lot of those. Okay, let's let's Josh not Allen. let's not put Josh Allen into a same not, conversation. I'm not, let's not I'm even. Not, I'm not comparing. Not even them. try to do that. I'm not that. comparing them. I'm just, just saying. I mean, like. You'd be remiss. Two isn't not. even the MVP of his own team. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I he's obviously there's playmakers on that offense. Like Tyreek Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. In terms of Tyree, the value, Tyreek Hill is on pace to break the receiving record. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in terms of value on the Dolphins, it literally goes Tyreek, Waddle, and then Tua. Bradley Chubb then Tua. Oh. I'm, I'm fucking oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but like, am I am I wrong? Am I wrong there? No, yeah, it would go in. It, it would go in that order. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I get it. it it's kind of reached the level. But, yeah, but this he, might be a weird comparison, 
but it's kind of reached a level of when Dante Culpepper played with Randy Moss and Chris Carter, it's almost like if people tried to say that Dante Culpepper was all of a sudden an elite quarterback. Like, no, she's playing with Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Like, he's doing his job. Like, why can't it just stay at he's doing his job, he's playing well? Why does it all of a sudden have to turn into, oh, well, now two is better than Justin Herbert. Now two is better than Joe Burrow. Now two is just as good as Patrick Mahomes. So, Where did this come from? So on, on cue, we've got a question from Campy. Um, thanks for dropping us a question. Tua first Herbert, who are you taking? Okay, we literally got in a heated debate about this last night. <laughs> I don't know where this two is better than Justin Herbert thing came from. I don't get it. Ha- have we stopped watching football? Like, do we just turn our brains off? Justin Herbert plays for the dog shit LA Chargers. Let's list off some of the quarterbacks that the LA Chargers have had throughout their history. Dan Fouts, unbelievable quarterback. Hall of Famer, easily. He played with Kellen Winslow. They couldn't win a Super Bowl. They could not win a Super Bowl. Drew Brees and LaDainian Tomlinson couldn't come out of that with a Super Bowl. Drew Brees gets hurt. You fucking let go of him. Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. You can't even make a Super Bowl, let alone win a Super Bowl. You can't even make a Super Bowl. Eli Manning opted out of going to the Chargers. He literally opted out of going to the Chargers. So we look at the history of the Chargers. Dog shit franchise. Would you not agree with that? They've reached the level of dog shit franchise. Yeah, they're laughable. So Justin Herbert carrying that abysmal franchise his first two years, 33 touchdowns. Second year, 38 touchdowns. Last game of the year last year, nearly wills them into the playoffs. Nearly wills them into the playoffs. And we're going to compare the Chargers and the Dolphins. So compare the Dolphins and the Chargers as a franchise. Who's better? Who's better, Sal? Right now. The Chargers or the Dolphins? Yeah. What franchise is better? Right. Who is a more well-built franchise? The Chargers. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So the, the thing What is wrong with you? The thing with the Chargers is... Um, the Chargers... No, no. The Chargers are a joke. They're a joke. Well, not, not only do they always... They always have. They have the history of just like, oh, last second field goal, they miss it. Like last second, hell everything Mary, like, goes everything wrong goes against them. Exactly. So, and then now, wait, I are you asking like right now or like this season? Just in general, who's a better franchise, the Dolphins or the Chargers? And th- then maybe I'd say the Dolphins, probably. Yeah, but not even probably. It but, it is the Dolphins, yeah, yeah. and and it's. I thought you were asking like, in no, the- just like in general, like who's a better franchise historically? Who takes better care of their players? Well, like all that bullshit, like. Just who's a better franchise? It's the Dolphins, and it's and it's become it's become pretty evident that the uh, the Chargers need to move on from their head coach. Um, if he's, the- not, he's not doing a great job, I mean, I get it. Injuries are coming in, but like this is a team that most I would say like maybe thirty percent of people that had Super Bowl picks were going with the Chargers to at least be in the Super Bowl. The like, Chargers are still five and three. Yeah, like I'm not saying they're done, but like. This is a team that had such high expectations. I get it. The injuries. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen can't get on the fucking field. Um, but, like, you know, if this season doesn't turn out for them, like, they need to make a move at head coach. They need to, they need to do something. Because, you know, you can't keep adding pieces and, and just keep, like, falling short. And I get it. Herbert's going to be coming off of a bye week. And hopefully he's finally healthy and, with that rib. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. The guy's playing with a broken yeah. rib. Playing with a broken rib. No wide receivers. And no one cares. 
no starting wide receivers with him. No Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. And, and, and all of a sudden, Tua is better than him because Tua gets to play with Jalen Waddle and we, and Tyreek Hill. I, I agree. I, I don't think he's better than It him. makes no sense. I don't think he's better than them at all. I'm just saying, as long as Tua, is, Tua needs to get his flowers because he's, he's in third. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. If um, ju- But if Justin Herbert was on the Dolphins, they would win the Super Bowl this year. 100% would win the Super Bowl. I don't know. He would throw 50 touchdowns on that team. Yeah. He, he would break records. Those weapons. He would break records on that team. He would throw for 6,000 yards. He's that good. Justin Herbert is that guy. And all of a sudden, I, I don't get why we do this. Before the season, we're like, Justin Herbert's great. He's amazing. And then he breaks his rib. Almost everyone on his team gets hurt. And all of a sudden, Justin Herbert sucks and isn't as good as Tua. Like, why do we do this? Why do we change right, the narrative? Benny, I'm going to get no. you a little pissed off right now. Ready for this one? So the Justin Herbert narrative right now is that, you know, he's not playing good. He's a little hurt, and his team is also hurt. So everyone around him is hurt. I think there's another quarterback like that in the NFC. His name is Aaron Rodgers. Eh. I don't see Herbert throwing I don't, Aaron uh, Rodgers. He, we hate, we don't like Aaron Rodgers, and obviously he looks bad. But you're saying, you know, when like when your team sucks around you, it's not a good look or whatever. Well, Aaron Rodgers' team around him sucks. Well, well, Justin Herbert doesn't go to the media and shit on that team. I'm just saying. Yeah. The, just so saying. the thing with the thing with Rodgers is that one, he like doesn't show interest in the game mm-hmm. anymore. Like you could knock Brady all you want, like this season about not being fully in. When they won that game, he went up on the podium. He said that feels fucking. He's like that great. was fucking awesome. So like. So like he's he's still checked in. Like he might have been not as well, listen, as much as often, I, but with Rodgers, the thing is I know you want to say everyone's everyone around them's hurt. <clears throat> Romeo Dobbs just got hurt. Um I believe Christian Watson's been pretty banged up. He's been Alan, banged up all year. Yeah, Alan Lazard's, I'll give him Watson. Alan Lazard's been there. Aaron no, Jones has been hurt a lot entirely. Too, though, Lazard. But he's played yeah. every game besides one. Um Aaron Jones has been healthy until this week he just got hurt. AJ Dillon just flat out sucks. Um it's more so like the team as a whole isn't, or at least that the offense isn't pieced together the right way. But we've known that, and we've been saying, yes. "What if he wanted to? If he wasn't going to come back because Devonte Adams, then we get it." But he knew Devonte was going, and then he still came back. Yeah. So like, and then he tried to change the narrative. This guy tries to change. The, yeah. talk, speak about talking about changing the narrative. No one tries to control the narrative and change it more than Aaron Rodgers, and that's why I fucking hate him. I cannot stand him, as everyone knows. He's the worst. Uh, but you take, like, $55 million, you're not going to be able to keep Devontae. Yeah. So when you take the $50 million and then Devontae leaves, why are you surprised? You knew that's what was going to happen. And what, what has Brady done continually over his career? Take less money. Exactly. Pay cuts to help out his team. Uh, <coughs> and Rodgers, just, you know, and, selfish guy he is. And, wouldn't do that. And Ben, do you think like it's gonna reach a point in the season with the Packers that you're gonna have to think about benching Rodgers, or you think it's gonna come that far or no? I don't know. I, I really don't, because I don't see him accepting that. But I also don't see the positives in playing him. Because what if he takes a horrible injury and then you rebuild over the off season? He's not ready to go next year. So I think, um, I think the thing with Rodgers is um, if they officially are out of playoff contention, like statistically, number wise. Um, then I think I could see them doing Jordan Jordan Love because not only that, but they have to decide whether or not they're sticking with Jordan right. Love 
and they need to see something. If he plays great, they could trade him for a second. If he plays great, if he plays terrible, then he trades him. You for cut a bait, pick. and he then you draft a you draft another. Don't you think it's annoying the whole Jordan Love narrative that like we've been hearing about this guy forever? Well, yeah, he's just like, like he's really Rod, from what like, we know he's, he's the Rod, he was yeah. the Rogers behind Favre, but like every time we see yeah. him, I don't I don't see anything from like, what we know he stinks unless yeah. he's lighting it up on the practice field. Um, Which I doubt. I doubt it. I doubt it. So I think it's it's possible that Rogers gets benched um, down the road. I don't see it yet. But he's playing horrible. He is. He's playing terrible. Um, now, on the other side um, of the conversation we've had for the past couple weeks, Brady, who was playing subpar, um, they turned it around with a uh, fourth quarter comeback, 10 points unanswered, and an insane, insane last second, uh, last, what was it, 60 seconds on the clock? Uh, yeah, I believe second? it was 59. 59, yeah. Um, drives it down. Well, first, I want to I wanna say, because this, this is also a big part of it, they were in the red zone. The Bucks were um, about a minute, whatever, left, and they couldn't do anything. Yeah, they were going, they were going. They get to the red zone. Scotty Miller drops a fucking touchdown pass off his head. How many drops do they have? Then thirteen. Like Hayden Otten drops a touchdown pass. Two drop touchdown passes. Almost, I think they were either back to back plays or they were on the same uh, same possession for sure. Um, in the end zone, then they turn it over on downs. It just seems like everything's wrong. This team season is over. Then. They get the ball back, what was it, 59 seconds, right? Yep. Brady leads just Brady. That was a classic Brady drive. classic Brady drive. So is Brady back? I Listen, I I've, <laughs> I, I've kept on saying all year, I never thought he was gone. And I, you could you could disagree, whatever it is. He's throwing a Kate Otten and Scotty Miller. And those are his top two weapons from the last game against the Super Bowl defending champs, the Rams. And it, well, I mean, he did have Evans on the field. No, yeah, he's. I mean, he had Evans, Godwin, Julio, Fournette. You know, Aiden's got. Aiden's got to feel terrible for Brady. No, whenever his, you know, whenever there's something going a little well, bad, is well, way no, his well, okay. So his top two receivers were Scotty Miller and Kate Otten. Kate Otten's a rookie rookie tight end, um, and Scotty Miller is a five what five five ten white receiver. Well, let's not act like he doesn't love that kind of receiver. Oh well, he does. He's like, made a Hall of Fame career out of passing the ball to those guys. For sure, for sure. Um. But they're definitely not the type of guys because if you're comparing Scotty Miller and Kate Otten to like, um, like if I'm not saying compare them, but if you're saying Scotty Miller's the type of Edelman and Kate Otten's the type of Gronk, both of those guys dropped game-winning touchdowns in the end right, zone. Right. So I'm just saying what he's doing is is the same shit he's been doing for years, and I don't, I never thought he left. I'm, I'm still on that. Um. Day. Okay. So where I stand on it is I think this, I think this was a game. Or a, a season-changing win. Yep. This last week, I think it was a season-changing win. Um, I'm not going to give him a pass for the bullshit he was pulling early in the year because I was criticizing him, and I think rightfully so. He wasn't engaged, uh, and honestly, rightfully so on his part. Uh, he had a lot of shit going on, obviously. Um, tough situation, but seems like he's back in the swing of things uh, a little bit. Uh, even his. Even his tenor throughout the week this week has been completely different. Yeah. Uh, more engaged. More engaged, uh, which honestly is kind of bullshit because, what, it took this huge win for you to re-engage yourself. Uh, but nonetheless, look who's atop the NFC South, Aiden. All they need to do is win that division. Uh, that was a big Maybe loss four seed now on the after that or something. A big loss on the part of the Falcons last night. I think that's something that got overlooked. Uh for Brady, in terms of Brady, what he needs to happen 
Uh, the Falcons lose. I think the Bucks will beat Seattle this week. I think Seattle's due for a big loss. They haven't had a big loss in a, in a, in a while. So, I mean, hey, the Bucks get back to 500, and they're a dangerous team the rest of the way. Who knows yeah. what this team could do if I, they crack into the playoffs. And here's my thing with it. I think at some point they've got to figure out their run game and – I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they move more to Rashad White than Fournette for more of a pop Well, here's the, the offense. thing. I don't think it's the way Fournette's playing. I think it's more the O-line. Yeah, I don't think their O-line is playing that good, and they're a little hurt, too. No, well, it's it's they're playing terrible. This is They're averaging three yards a carry, worse than the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're averaging 60 yards a game, worse than the NFL. They have three rushing touchdowns. I think that's tied for the worst in the NFL. <laughs> there's just there's They've had 540 total yards rushing. Like, the second, like, so it goes the Rams, then the Colts. The Colts have 780. Like, and, like, the Bears have, like, almost 1,800. Like, yeah. Just for comparison. So this this run game has been non-existent. Um, if they figure that run game out, this team's going to be a good, like, this team's still going to be dangerous. Of course, they lost, um, uh, what's his name, the defensive piece uh, two weeks ago, I believe, out for the season. Um was it was it Devin White? It was Devin White? Yeah, uh, which is a brutal blow. But probably I their best think, defensive player. Yeah, I still think that they could they could figure this out and uh, and make some noise in the playoffs. No, I I agree. You can't rule out Tom in a in a one game takes all uh, type of setup. Now I'm I'm interested to what you know as I I don't know maybe a part time Colts fan based off the the Peyton Manning stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I honestly fuck the Colts. They caught him. Benny was like an intern for the Colts. Yeah, he's an intern. Um what do you think about so let me paint the picture here. Frank Reich, you know, everyone loves him. He's he's like one of the best coaches in the league for for a while, for a couple of years where everyone's like this guy knows what he's doing. It looked like he was responsible yeah, for that Eagles Super that Eagle Bowl. Super, exactly. Um goes to the Colts. They look like they're a piece away for a while. Fast forward, they're disappointing this year again. Their quarterback situation's probably the worst Abysmal. in the NFL. Abysmal. Um, he gets fired. Right after he gets fired, Jim Irsay, their owner, goes ahead and hires Jeff Saturday, who has not coached at any level of experience, of coaching experience, besides high school. High, a private high school in which he finished 55% win-loss. Ugh. So, like, he wasn't even dominating in high school. Um <laughs> Now he's a head coach for the Colts. And I have a couple takes on this. So there's one side of it where it's like, this guy does not know how to coach. This is going to be a disaster. And then the other side of me is like, this guy can lead men because we all know he could lead men. Yes. This guy's a Colts hero. They're going to respect him. Listen, outside of Peyton, he was the leader of that Colts team. Exactly. And then the other thing is, this running game has been completely abysmal this year. And He could fix that. He is an O-line guy, and, and he's going to emphasize the run game. The reason, and I'm going to say it out now because he, he wouldn't do the trade with me, the reason why I wanted John Taylor so bad <laughs> is because I'm convinced they're going to fix this run and game. And that's the reason I didn't trade John <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> so that's what I was saying. I wanted him badly. I think if nothing goes right for this team with Jeff Saturday, this run game gets figured out and this O-line gets motivated. Um, so there's two paths for me. They can get hot with them, or they could just completely – crumble again i don't i don't yeah, know what I, I see happening so when i first saw this i had a very similar reaction to i think everyone of like what mm. like what but the more i thought about it the more i'm a fan of it i think jeff saturday uh, everything you hear great guy 
Like, best guy in the world. Uh, nicest guy ever. Obviously a leader. And he could be a big morale change in that locker room. And I think that could be it's huge. Like, it's like a Dan Campbell that actually had a great NFL career. Yes, like, a Dan Campbell who had a borderline Hall yeah, of Fame career. Exactly. That's, that's like, where the big difference is there. On on big team, on, a, on important teams. Yeah. You know? um, so, overall... What do you? Th- I think we have to just pick something. Do we think it's going to work, or do we think it's not going to work? Because I haven't picked myself either. I think we both have to just pick right I now. I think... Okay, so I think it works in the sense that there's a mood shift in that locker room, and they look like an actual football team again. Yeah. But I don't think they necessarily see the wins on, on, the, on the schedule. I think to sit in, like, big-time decisions, clock management, that's where it hurts them, and yes. they lose big games yes. late. Like I could um, see him throwing like a really bad challenge flag yeah. in a big moment. I could see him calling a stupid yeah, timeout, timeout, not, not calling a timeout. timeout. It is, exactly. Just like really stupid shit. With that said, do you think that they're gonna beat the Raiders this week? Because the Raiders are without Renfro, Waller, and I just think it's one of those things where they fire the coach, new coach comes in, everyone plays for him. I think they win this week. I don't know. Listen, I I, I hope, hope they beat the Raiders because if the Raiders lose, they're likely gonna fire McDaniel's, and that would be great for the Patriots. That would be. Um. So, and then we could touch on this next week, actually. I'm not going to jump on that. Um, but we want to talk about the Seahawks here. Are they legit? Are they legit contenders? <sighs> I, like, it's hard to say that a team that is and 6-3 isn't a legit contender. But, I mean, no, they're not a legit contender. Like, they just can't be. Um, I'm going to, I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I admit, before this season, I put a bet down that, the Seahawks were going to finish with the worst record in the NFL. Like, and I, like, I was confident. No. And I, like, boy, was it I wasn't wrong. a bad no, it's, it's, it's not a bad bet. It's not a bad bet. Like, when you have Geno so Smith. Wrong. Dude, the, the Seahawks were supposed to suck and blow. Not just suck. <laughs> suck and blow. I mean, they were supposed to be awful. <laughs> they were supposed to be awful. The defense got worse. The offense got worse. This defense, like, I will say, this defense, the defense is, is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It's like it's like they almost got an addition by subtraction, mm-hmm. and by losing Bobby Wagner, they are just playing better. By losing Russell Wilson, they got better. Is better. Like it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense at all. But and their rookie cornerback now Tariq Woolen or whatever, yeah, he's, he's a fifth insane. round pick, and he's, he's getting insane. no attention and he's because right of Sauce Gardner. Right behind yeah, yeah. Sauce. Without so- without Sauce, he'd probably be he'd be the story of the league right now. Um, candidate. So. Here's another thing. Do you think Pete Carroll, if this team does make it to the playoffs, I'm not saying they're going to make any noise in the playoffs. If this just does make the playoffs, do you think this, like, do you think this put, because Pete Carroll's been, like, a borderline. Is he, is he a Hall of Famer? Is no, he I, th- I think he's, think just pushes him into I've the, always been a huge, Pete Carroll is a Hall of Famer, uh, huge proponent of that. I think that, obviously, him not running the ball on the one-yard line, the Super Bowl, changed a lot of people's opinion on that. But, listen, the season that he's had, the fact that he's 6-3 and three right now, and it might sound weird, but to me, the fact that he has a team like this at 6-3 and three is like, oh, yeah, like this guy's a Hall of Famer. Like what he's able to do with this yeah. team, uh, how he's able to motivate these guys, what he's able to do from an X and O's perspective, he's a Hall of Famer. I uh, well, they, I would, I would the, probably get on, on board with that. Seahawks, Seahawks play the Bucs in London on Sunday. I think it's in Germany. Oh, Germany. Oh, oh yeah, it might be the Germany. I, but I think Tom wins this game. Uh, I didn't even know. It was, is it a 9.30 It's game? a 9.30. I don't know where it is. It's uh the Allianz Arena. 
That sounds German. I, I don't. Yeah, I, don't really I know where that up. is, but um. Yeah, yeah it's, it's in Germany. Yeah, Munich. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who I'm taking. I, I'm going to take going the Bucks. Bucks, bucks are minus bucks. two and a half. Yeah, I'm going Bucks, but I could 100% see this being a close game. Oh no, I think it'll be close. I think it's going to be like a 20 to 17 type game, but I think that. I or, think that the Bucks are at the point where they just need to throw shit at the wall and or, see what will work. Or can you see the the transition to an overseas game, switching up something, whatever the Seahawks have going, and it being a, just a Brady blowout? Because I could, I could kind of see that too. I've gotten to the point with this team. Did you watch the Seahawks-Cardinals? Yeah. I mean, like that. Like, so Geno Smith. Legit it's, wins. It's a really close game. And all of a sudden, Geno Smith throws a pick six. I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, the bubble's finally yeah, going to be popped on this yeah, team. I'm yeah. um, not even, like, from a perspective of rooting against Geno. I was kind of like, just like, oh, it was too good to be true. Like, poor guy. Like, it's yeah, going to fall apart. Back, yeah. He immediately switched right back. Yeah. And then he leads the team. And then they kind of blew out the Cardinals. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is insane. Like, the that's something that a guy like Tom Brady or Big Ben or Peyton or Eli, like, they throw a pick six, and then they immediately storm back and win the game by double digits. And then Geno Smith did that. That was that was a big prove-it game to me from Geno Smith's perspective. Like, that, 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 was, that was wildly impressive. Um, and then another thing, another thing I wanted to touch on is um, we've kind of discussed, are these teams legit, Jets, Seahawks, whatever, I want to know what your dark horse Super Bowl team at the midway point of the season is. I got mine. Go you guys go first. I'll go, go last. You want you want to go first, Aiden? I think you should go first. All right, word. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if I'm going to catch shade for this or, like, this is necessarily, like, a dark, ho- dark horse, but they're not in the lead in their division. But I'm going to do the Cowboys because. Uh, give me a better one. No, give me I a like better the Cowboys. One. I like uh, the Cowboys. They're not really dark horse. But, like, they're they're clearly, we don't, I think, every week we talk about the Cowboys. Oh, uh, they're still going to win the division. They're still, I don't think they are now. Um, I, okay, I mean, I. I think the Cowboys are too good to be considered dark horse. But, like, who? I'm looking through the league right now. Like, who's a dark horse? I'm not saying Denver. Denver sucks. The Jets. But, like, the. We just talked about the Jets. We said the Jets are like gonna a good, get a good dark get horse. killed in the playoffs, and I'm not doing the Giants. I feel like I feel like I'm, the Giants. I would say the Bengals are more of a dark horse than the the, the Cowboys. But like the Bengals are good. They're five. Like I don't I don't know. Bengals. I don't think the Bengals are in dark horse territory either. I don't think. But I'll, 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 I'll give you mine. I got the Titans. Horse. The Titans are my dark horse Super Bowl team. I think they're getting slept on heavily. Um, I think that as we said a couple weeks ago, Mike Vrabel is a top five coach in this league. Mike Vrabel's amazing at what he does. Derrick Henry is back. The King is back. Crown him. He is the man. Uh, in my opinion, the best running back in football. Uh, and I think he has been the last five years. Um, he is just insane uh, with what he's able to do. They almost beat the Chiefs, completing five passes. Did you think there would ever be a time when we could say that? That a team goes into Kansas City on Sunday night and almost beats the Chiefs? Completing five throws. Yeah. Five throws, not one to a wide receiver. Like, that's insane. That, was crazy. that is unheard of. So, I think this is the kind of team that can go on the road and win in the playoffs. And it sounds really weird to say, but when you add back Ryan Tannehill, who would have thought that we'd say this? That's just a major upgrade at quarterback. So, I think that this team can't be ruled out. And I think that they could go on a deep run. 
So, I don't know where you stand on this. Um, how would you feel if I went with the Buccaneers, or would you say that's? Not I, honestly, I think that's a dark horse uh, team. That's a mid pick, Aiden. I think it's a dark well, horse team. I think team. they're for sure. Like, I think if you don't want to, if we don't want to, it's go like the bu- the Bucks are gonna Bucks. Like, I don't know. Like Tom's Tom. If, if Tom, we're going. <laughs> It's the bu- I feel like everyone's waiting for Tom to crawl back in. Yeah, the and pick. he's doing him right now. So like, I don't know. Can you pick it back? Okay. Can you pick another? Well, th- and then I don't. I mean, I think by the same nature, you guys are gonna say that the Dolphins are a BS pick as well. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't consider them dark horse. So if we're going, if that's what I'm saying, if both of those don't count, but I'll, I'll give you it. I'll give you it. Okay, but. I would give you bucks. I would give you bucks. I would like dark horse. Dark horse. You're talking like Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, I'm talking like making the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that's. I think that's that's a fair. I think both of them could could do it, but like if if in in a way you guys didn't want to do that, I would say the next one I'd go with is the Browns. I think I think there's a there's a there's a world. I don't know what the odds are, but there's a world where Deshaun Watson comes back and he just lights it up. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly, who knows? But it, listen, this, if, if they can get back to five hundred when he, yeah. for when he gets back, yeah, you could be right. I mean, this is a good division because the Ravens and the Bengals will beat up on each other. Uh, the Steelers are good for maybe a couple more wins against their divisional yeah. opponents. I think that there's a world where he comes in, and they finally have the passing attack to match the rushing attack that they've had. This defense is starting to figure it out. I think that's. It's possible. That is a imagine, mean read option with Watson. Imagine Watson. Chubb. Imagine Watson comes back and they're just like not as good as they were with Brissett, and he just like sucks. Like everyone. That would be. Because like also awesome. like why is that not that outlandish? He hasn't. He no, hasn't he been hasn't on the field in, in like. Two well, years. he hasn't played in two years. And like, then when yeah. he did get the three snaps, he did in the preseason. He sucked. He sucked. It, he sucked. it was like three. It was like three pass attempts, but still. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think we can really hold that against him, but I, I think. I think you're right. Um, I think it is possible, especially this year. I think next year he'll be fine working with the team the whole offseason, but it's very possible that you just drop him in this year and he's not good. Yeah. And he just doesn't play well. Um, what about you, Ben? What do you got? I, I said the Titans. Oh, yeah, my bad. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'll talk about it more if you want. I'm actually, like, I like I said before the year, 9-8 and eight missed playoffs. I think I was so wrong. This team is so impressive to me. Vrabel's just... Vrabel's the man. He's cementing himself as one of the top coaches in the And Derrick Henry, I, I can't say enough about the guy. He is nuts, dude. Did you see the video? It was like, the Vrabel was talking. He was like, yeah, just get, give the ball to Derrick. Yeah, ball like, Derrick. Like, it's insane. And I've never seen a team... Uh, like, that's not true, because the Pats adapted to Bill's personality of, like, shut down in front of the media and shit like that. But this team is so tough and so gritty. And, like, so hardworking, just like Vrabel is as a coach and just like he was as a player. Yeah. I, I love this Titans team. I love it. He's been perfect. And I think Malik Willis, I know that I know that he only completed five passes, but he's a gamer, man. Like, if you – they could kind of use him like the the Saints use Taysom Hill, not in the sense of, like, catching passes and shit like that, but you could put him in yeah. in the red zone for, like, a read option or something like that. Oh, yeah, I, I could sure. see that. For sure. Um that's great. I like those picks. Um, now, to end it off, we're going to do a little bit of a, a different topic here. Um, so, for you, for those of you that don't know, I'm having some trouble in one of our fantasy leagues. Um, and uh, it's more so, um, like, the fade god than, like, my team is just awful. I mean, I guess they could say both. I don't <laughs> think my team is that bad, or at least wasn't. Um, now, we've come up with a real 
statistic metric that Sal's going to read to you on yeah, so, why team's the fade god? Uh, I went back through uh, all Aiden's matchups in fantasy, and this is just pretty crazy. So seven offensive players in fantasy goes quarterback to flex in our league, not counting defense or kicker. 57% of the of the offensive players that you play against, Aiden, are scoring touchdowns, 57%. In their games, like, in the weeks I'm playing them. Yes. Yeah. I didn't do the math on like if it's like a two plus touchdown thing, but like that's also something to oh, consider because like you're not couple. only you're not only losing by like touchdowns, like you're getting smoked. There's been like, a these guys are putting up like two three touchdowns on you. Yeah, no. Um, it's so I did bad. the math last week. I went six and one, six out six. Sorry, six out of the seven players, six out of scored the seven a touchdown, scored a touchdown. Yeah. So fifty seven percent, and we're like, why don't why don't we start betting this if we if we put money on all the players that you know play you. In fantasy, to score a touchdown, we would make money. So the odds aren't out yet for the touchdown scores this week, but for now, Kyler Murray. I don't know. We could go rushing touchdown for Kyler Murray that night. I could see a rushing touchdown. I could see sure. a rushing touchdown. DeAndre Swift, okay. Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, Terry McLaurin, Zach Ertz, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Also, mind you. They're all going to score. <laughs> um, You're playing Ben Redling. He had Drake London on his bench last night, and he scored a touchdown. <laughs> Oh my so this God. is a true thing. So like this, this is a real is a, this is a real thing. I am and touchdown fade god. That is and awful. I think that obviously now that we talked about it and we start betting it, it's not going to work. But we'll see. We got we got we. Speak will be the truth. It has cast. to be talked about, and I think we need to dabble this a little. Speak will be the truth. The cast. time the time we acknowledge it yeah. is when it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, this week will be the true test, and then we have one last fan question coming at the bu- buzzer. Mikey wants to know, who do I start in my flex? Chris Olave. Gabriel Davis or Deontay Johnson? All right, well, definitely not Deontay Johnson. I'll tell you that. And I would say not Gabe Davis as well because you don't know if Josh what's going on with not. Josh. So that leaves us with Olave. Olave against the Steelers, which you know isn't a. Tough I would go with Olave. I, I would play Olave, Olave as well. Um, all right, so thanks for listening. Um, again, live show is this Sunday, 8 p.m. Dickerman's Ale House. Be there if you're 21 or up. Uh, we want to see you guys support. We're going to have merch coming out, peep the stuff, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys next time.